Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God. We were at such a desperate place that Andrew, it was like life. It was just life that was coming from the television. And every area in our life has been turned right side up. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing a series that I started last week talking about spirit, soul, and body. This is actually a teaching on what happened when you got born again. It was your spirit that was changed. Many people would refer to this as your identity in Christ, uh, in Christ realities, all kinds of things. But I've entitled it Spirit, Soul, and Body because understanding that I was a three-part being and that it was my spirit that got changed is what revolutionized my life. I was looking on the outside and trying to see this change in my physical body and in my mental thoughts. And even though I was influenced in my thoughts when I got born again, I wasn't a completely brand new person. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, if any man's in Christ, he's a new creature. And I couldn't see this in just my mind or in my body, and I was confused and I was struggling And when God finally showed to me that I was a three-part being, that my spirit is the part that was changed, and to the degree that it was changed, and that it was sealed by the Holy Spirit so that when I fail to live holy in my actions or in my thought life, Satan may have an access to my body or my soul, but he doesn't have access to my spirit, that my spirit retains the righteousness and holiness MAN, THAT CHANGED EVERYTHING. THAT LIT A FIRE ON THE INSIDE OF ME THAT HERE I AM 51 YEARS LATER, AND I GUARANTEE I'VE NEVER GOTTEN OVER THIS. THIS IS THE MOST REVOLUTIONARY THING THAT GOD EVER SHOWED ME. AS A MATTER OF FACT, EVERYTHING ELSE THAT GOD HAS SHOWN ME IS INTERPRETED AND UNDERSTOOD THROUGH THE LENS OF THIS REVELATION. SO IF YOU DON'T UNDERSTAND THAT YOU ARE COMPLETELY CHANGED AND HOW COMPLETELY CHANGED YOU ARE IN THE SPIRIT. AND IF YOU ARE STILL TRYING TO JUST RELATE TO GOD BASED ON YOUR ACTIONS AND YOUR OWN THOUGHTS AND YOU DON'T UNDERSTAND THAT THERE'S A THIRD PART OF YOU THAT WAS CREATED IN RIGHTEOUSNESS AND TRUE HOLINESS THAT AS JESUS IS RIGHT THIS MOMENT, THAT'S THE WAY YOU ARE IN YOUR SPIRIT. IF YOU DON'T UNDERSTAND THAT, YOU HADN'T EVEN GOTTEN TO FIRST BASE. TO ME, THIS IS JUST FOUNDATIONAL. SO PLEASE GET THESE MATERIALS. I'VE BEEN STUDYING THE LAST FEW DAYS THROUGH HEBREWS CHAPTER 9, AND HEBREWS CHAPTER 9 IS CONTRASTING THE WAY THAT SIN WAS DEALT WITH UNDER THE OLD COVENANT WITH THE WAY IT'S DEALT WITH UNDER THE NEW COVENANT. UNDER THE OLD COVENANT, IT WAS JUST LIKE IF YOU SINNED TODAY, YOU HAD TO BRING AN OFFERING FOR THAT SIN. AND THEN IF YOU SINNED TOMORROW, YOU HAD TO BRING AN OFFERING FOR THAT SIN. AND THEN ONE DAY OUT OF THE YEAR, THERE WAS WHAT WAS CALLED THE DAY OF ATONEMENT WHERE THEY JUST MADE AN OFFERING FOR THE SINS OF THE ENTIRE NATION FOR EVERY PERSON THAT DIDN'T CONFESS IT OR EVEN THE SINS THAT THEY DIDN'T EVEN KNOW ABOUT. THERE WAS JUST CONSTANT SHEDDING OF BLOOD BECAUSE THERE WAS CONSTANT SINNING. SO EVERY TIME YOU SINNED, YOU HAD TO GET THAT SIN ATONED FOR. BUT THE WHOLE NINTH CHAPTER OF HEBREWS IS SAYING THAT THAT'S NOT THE WAY IT IS IN THE NEW TESTAMENT. IN THE NEW TESTAMENT, IT SAYS IN HEBREWS CHAPTER 9, VERSE 12, THAT JESUS ENTERED IN ONCE INTO THE HOLY PLACE, HAVING OBTAINED ETERNAL
ETERNAL REDEMPTION, ETERNAL FORGIVENESS OF SINS, NOT MOMENTARY UNTIL THE NEXT TIME YOU SINNED AND THEN YOU NEEDED TO GET THAT DEALT WITH. DOWN IN VERSE 15, IT SAYS THAT HE, YOU RECEIVE ETERNAL INHERITANCE. YOU DO NOT LOSE YOUR INHERITANCE, YOUR RIGHT STANDING WITH GOD EVERY TIME YOU SIN. IT'S ETERNAL REDEMPTION, ETERNAL INHERITANCE. AND THEN IT SAYS THAT HE ENTERED IN ONCE IN THE END OF THE WORLD TO PUT AWAY SIN BY THE SACRIFICE OF HIMSELF IN VERSE 26. AND SINCE IT'S APPOINTED UNTO MEN ONCE TO DIE, BUT AFTER THIS THE JUDGMENT, SO CHRIST WAS ONCE OFFERED TO BEAR THE SINS OF MANY. JESUS IS NOT IN HEAVEN CONSTANTLY REAPPLYING HIS BLOOD EVERY TIME A PERSON GETS BORN AGAIN OR EVERY TIME A PERSON WHO'S ALREADY BORN AGAIN uh, SINS AND THEN ASKS FORGIVENESS FOR THAT SINS, HE'S NOT REDOING IT. YOU DO NOT HAVE TO... I'M GOING TO SAY SOMETHING RIGHT HERE THAT I'M NOT GOING TO TAKE TIME ON TODAY'S PROGRAM TO EXPLAIN COMPLETELY AND I KNOW THAT THIS WILL BE OFFENSIVE TO PEOPLE BECAUSE IT'S SO CONTRARY TO OUR RELIGION, BUT IF YOU COULD HEAR ME OUT, IF YOU WOULD GET THESE MATERIALS, IT WOULD ANSWER ITSELF IN A WAY THAT I BELIEVE YOU WOULD COME INTO AGREEMENT WITH IT. BUT do YOU, you DO NOT HAVE TO CONFESS EVERY SIN THAT YOU COMMIT IN ORDER TO HAVE GOD LOVE YOU AND FORGIVE YOU AND MOVE IN YOUR LIFE. AND I KNOW SOME PEOPLE ARE THINKING, WELL, WHAT ABOUT 1 JOHN CHAPTER 1, VERSE 9? I HADN'T GOT TIME TO DEAL WITH THAT TODAY. I DON'T WANT TO GET OFF ON THIS RABBIT TRAIL AND DEAL WITH THAT, BUT I WILL DEAL WITH IT BEFORE THE SERIES IS OVER. THAT CONFESSION OF YOUR SIN ISN'T TO GET FORGIVEN FROM GOD. GOD FORGAVE YOU OF ALL SINS, PAST, PRESENT, AND FUTURE. ONE TIME HE ENTERED IN AND OBTAINED ETERNAL REDEMPTION. BUT YOU CONFESS YOUR SINS TO BREAK THE DOMINION, THE LEGAL CLAIM, THE RIGHT, THAT SATAN HAS INTO YOUR LIFE WHEN YOU COOPERATED WITH HIM. SATAN CAN'T DO ANYTHING TO YOU WITHOUT YOUR CONSENT AND COOPERATION. AND SOMETIMES IT'S WILLFUL. YOU KNOW WHAT YOU'RE DOING. YOU KNOW THAT YOU'RE OUT THERE SINNING. OTHER TIMES YOU JUST SIN BY FAILURE OR IT COULD BE THROUGH YOUR IGNORANCE. YOU KNOW, THE BIBLE SAYS THAT MY PEOPLE ARE DESTROYED FOR THEIR LACK OF KNOWLEDGE. AND SO WHAT WE DON'T KNOW IS KILLING US. AND SO SOMETIMES IT'S NOT THAT YOU JUST INVITED THE DEVIL IN. IT'S NOT THAT YOU MADE A PACT WITH THE DEVIL, BUT THROUGH OUR IGNORANCE, BECAUSE WE DON'T KNOW OUR AUTHORITY, BECAUSE WE DON'T UNDERSTAND THE POWER THAT'S IN OUR WORDS. WE'RE SAYING THINGS CONTRARY TO GOD'S WILL FOR US. THERE'S MULTIPLE WAYS THAT IT HAPPENS, BUT SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER, YOU GAVE SATAN AN INROAD INTO YOUR LIFE, AND IF YOU SEE THAT, WELL, THEN YOU NEED TO CONFESS IT AND TAKE THE FORGIVENESS THAT IS ALREADY IN YOUR SPIRIT AND HAVE IT COME AND CLEANSE YOU IN YOUR SOUL AND IN YOUR BODY AND REMOVE THAT LEGAL CLAIM THAT SATAN HAS TO YOU. I'LL EXPLAIN THAT MORE IN DETAIL. BUT SOME PEOPLE ARE JUST STRUGGLING, SAYING, HOW CAN YOU SAY THAT YOU DON'T HAVE TO CONFESS ALL OF YOUR SINS? YOU DON'T HAVE TO CONFESS IT TO GOD FOR THE PURPOSE OF GETTING FORGIVEN. HE'S FORGIVEN YOU BEFORE YOU EVEN COMMITTED THEM. HE DEALT WITH THE SINS OF THE WHOLE WORLD. IN HEBREWS CHAPTER 10, IF YOU'VE BEEN WITH ME THIS WEEK, I'VE BEEN STUDYING THROUGH HEBREWS CHAPTER 9, AND REMEMBER THAT CHAPTER 10 IS NOT A NEW THOUGHT. MEN ARE THE ONES THAT PUT THE CHAPTER AND VERSE DIVISIONS IN THE BIBLE, AND THAT'S FINE. IT HELPS US REFERENCE IT. THERE'S NOTHING WRONG WITH THAT, BUT YOU DON'T NEED TO THINK THAT IT'S A NEW CHAPTER, IT'S A NEW THOUGHT. HE'S STILL SAYING THE SAME THING. THIS WAS ALL WRITTEN AS ONE LETTER, AND HE'S NOT UNPLUGGED, HE'S NOT CHANGED THE SUBJECT. IN CHAPTER 9, HE WAS TALKING THE WHOLE TIME ABOUT HOW THE OLD COVENANT YOU HAD TO OFFER SACRIFICE EVERY SINGLE TIME YOU SIN. IN THE NEW COVENANT, ONE SACRIFICE 
DEALT WITH ALL SIN FOR ALL TIME. JESUS DOES NOT HAVE TO REAPPLY HIS BLOOD TO YOU. SO KEEP THAT IN MIND. NOW IN CHAPTER 10, IT SAYS, FOR THE LAW, HAVING A SHADOW OF GOOD THINGS TO COME, AND NOT THE VERY IMAGE OF THOSE THINGS, CAN NEVER WITH THOSE SACRIFICES WHICH THEY OFFERED YEAR BY YEAR CONTINUALLY MAKE THE COMERS THEREINTO PERFECT. THAT'S JUST SIMPLY SAYING THAT THE OLD TESTAMENT SACRIFICES WERE A TYPE, A SHADOW, A PICTURE OF WHAT WAS GOING TO HAPPEN WHEN THE TRUE LAMB OF GOD CAME AND DIED. AND SO THERE WAS A PLACE FOR THOSE THINGS, BUT THEY WERE ONLY PICTURES, AND BECAUSE THEY WERE ONLY A SHADOW, A PICTURE OF SOMETHING THAT WAS TO COME, THAT PICTURE HAD TO BE CONSTANTLY PAINTED. IT HAD TO KEEP US CONSTANTLY IN MIND OF THE FACT THAT THE WAGES OF SIN IS DEATH, AND TO SIGNIFY THAT, YOU HAD TO KILL AN ANIMAL WHEN YOU SACRIFICED. BUT THE ANIMAL, THEIR BLOOD NEVER DID REALLY SAVE ANYBODY. IT WAS ONLY A PICTURE, A SHADOW, A TYPE OF WHAT JESUS WAS GOING TO DO. AND IT SAYS IN THE NEXT VERSE, IT SAYS, FOR THEN WOULD THEY NOT HAVE CEASED TO BE OFFERED? IN OTHER WORDS, IF THEY WOULD HAVE REALLY WORKED, IF OFFERING a, AN ANIMAL AND KILLING IT AND SPILLING ITS BLOOD, IF IT WOULD HAVE REALLY WORKED, IF YOU'D HAVE REALLY BEEN PURGED, THEN YOU'D HAVE QUIT OFFERING THEM. BUT THE REASON THIS PICTURE, THIS SHADOW TYPE HAD TO BE CONSTANTLY REDONE IS BECAUSE IT DIDN'T HAVE ANY SAVING EFFECT. IT WAS ONLY SYMBOLIC. AND SO THAT'S WHAT HE'S SAYING. WOULDN'T THEY HAVE CEASED TO BE OFFERED? THERE'S A QUESTION MARK THERE. AND THE ANSWER IS YES. IF THEY COULD HAVE REALLY WORKED, THEN THERE WOULD HAVE BEEN NO NEED TO OFFER IT AGAIN. AND IT GOES ON TO SAY, BECAUSE THAT THE WORSHIPERS ONCE PURGED SHOULD HAVE HAD NO MORE CONSCIENCE OF SINS. BOY, THAT IS A HUGE STATEMENT. AND AGAIN, I DEALT WITH THIS RECENTLY WHEN I WAS TEACHING FROM A BOOK THAT I'VE GOT ENTITLED, WHO TOLD YOU THAT YOU WERE NAKED? AND IT'S A STUDY IN THE CONSCIENCE. AND I, was, I TALKED ABOUT THIS IN MORE DETAIL. BUT THIS IS SUCH A RADICAL CONCEPT. MOST CHRISTIANS, THEY CERTAINLY DON'T LIVE WITH NO CONSCIENCE OF SIN, BUT MOST CHRISTIANS DON'T EVEN BELIEVE THAT'S A GOOD THING. MOST CHRISTIANS BELIEVE THAT BEING SIN conscience, CONSCIOUS IS VERY GOOD. THEY THINK THAT THEY ARE SUPPOSED TO GO AROUND BEATING DOWN AND SAYING, WELL, I'M AN OLD SINNER, SAVED BY GRACE. AND, OH, GOD, WE ARE NOTHING, WE HAVE NOTHING, WE CAN DO NOTHING, BUT WE KNOW THAT YOU CAN DO ALL THINGS. AND WE HAVE ALL OF THESE RELIGIOUS PHRASES THAT PEOPLE HAVE EMBRACED AND THEY PROMOTE. AND WHEN YOU COME ALONG SAYING THAT YOU SHOULDN'T EVEN HAVE A CONSCIENCE OF SIN. YOU SHOULDN'T EVEN BE AWARE OF SIN. IT SHOULD NOT BE DOMINANT IN YOUR LIFE. MANY CHRISTIANS WOULD RISE UP AND SAY, THAT'S HERESY. I'M READING TO YOU FROM THE BIBLE THAT IF THE SACRIFICE COULD HAVE WORKED, THEY WOULD HAVE HAD NO MORE CONSCIENCE OF SIN. THE OLD TESTAMENT SACRIFICES DIDN'T WORK. THEY WERE ONLY SYMBOLIC, BUT THE NEW TESTAMENT SACRIFICE OF JESUS DID WORK AND BECAUSE OF IT, WE SHOULD HAVE NO MORE CONSCIENCE OF SIN. WE SHOULD NOT BE SIN CONSCIOUS. WE SHOULDN'T COME BEFORE GOD SAYING, OH, GOD, I'M SO UNWORTHY. YOU KNOW, WHEN THE LORD'S FIRST WAS SHOWING ME THIS, THIS HAS BEEN 30, uh, I DON'T KNOW, IT'S BEEN NEARLY 50 YEARS, 40-SOMETHING YEARS AGO, AND I WAS FIRST GETTING THIS. I WAS, ANYWAY, IT'S A LONG STORY. I'LL JUST GIVE YOU THE SHORT VERSION OF IT, BUT I'D HEARD SOMEBODY SAY THEY WERE RIGHTEOUS. AND I THOUGHT, MAN, GOD, DON'T STRIKE THEM DEAD. THEY JUST DON'T KNOW WHAT THEY'RE SAYING. AND I CHALLENGED THEM ON IT, AND THEY BEGAN TO START QUOTING SCRIPTURES TO ME, LIKE EPHESIANS 4, 24, 
THAT I WAS CREATED IN RIGHTEOUSNESS AND TRUE HOLINESS. AND uh, 1 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 1, I BELIEVE IT'S VERSE 30, THAT JESUS IS MADE UNTO ME WISDOM AND RIGHTEOUSNESS AND SANCTIFICATION AND REDEMPTION. AND THEY HAD BETTER ANSWERS THAN I DID. AND SO I GOT A... uh, I WENT AND GOT A uh, CONCORDANCE. AND I STARTED STUDYING EVERY TIME THE WORD RIGHTEOUS, RIGHTEOUSNESS, RIGHTEOUSNESS SAYS WAS USED IN THE BIBLE, AND THERE'S THOUSANDS OF THEM. AND I WROTE THEM OUT ON A LEGAL PAD. THIS HAS BEEN LIKE 50 YEARS AGO BEFORE COMPUTERS. AND I STUDIED THEM. AND AT THE END OF THE WEEK, I HAD COME TO THE CONCLUSION THAT THE BIBLE SAYS WE ARE RIGHTEOUS. AND YET I HAD BEEN TAUGHT A SIN CONSCIOUSNESS SO MUCH THAT I WAS STRUGGLING WITH THIS. I SAW IT, BUT IT WAS STRUGGLE FOR ME TO EMBRACE IT. AND I REMEMBER WALKING OUT OF MY HOUSE AND SITTING ON THE BACK PORCH JUST TO MEDITATE AND THINK ABOUT WHAT GOD WAS SHOWING ME. AND I HAD THIS DOG THAT I NAMED HONEY. IT WAS A THREE-FOURTHS GERMAN SHEPHERD AND ONE-FOURTH CHOW, AND THE COLOR OF ITS COAT WAS was HONEY. AND THAT'S THE REASON I CALLED THIS DOG HONEY. AND WHOEVER HAD THIS DOG BEFORE I GOT IT uh, HAD BEAT IT WITH A TRACE CHAIN. AND THIS DOG, BECAUSE OF IT, IT it WAS A HUGE DOG, AND IT WAS A MEAN-LOOKING DOG. I GOT IT TO BE A WATCHDOG FOR MY MOTHER WHILE I WAS GONE INTO THE ARMY. AND IT LOOKED MEAN, BUT IT WASN'T MEAN AT ALL. IT WAS was REALLY A, a, YOU KNOW, A PANSY AT HEART. BUT IT LOOKED MEAN, AND IT WOULD COME RUNNING TOWARDS YOU. AND WHEN IT GOT FOUR OR FIVE FEET AWAY FROM ME, THIS DOG WOULD would DROP DOWN AND ROLL OVER ON THE SIDE AND GO TO WHINING AND JUST SCOOT UP TO YOU, AFRAID THAT YOU WERE GOING TO HIT IT. AND ANYWAY, I HAD NEVER TREATED THIS DOG BADLY. THERE WAS NO REASON FOR THIS DOG TO REACT THIS WAY TO ME, AND YET IT DID IT EVERY SINGLE TIME. AND WHEN FRIENDS WOULD COME OVER AND THEY'D SEE THIS DOG, THEY WOULD THINK THAT I WAS THE ONE THAT HAD BEAT IT. SO ANYWAY, I WAS OUT ON THE BACK PORCH. I WAS THINKING ABOUT WHAT GOD WAS SHOWING ME, THAT I'M RIGHTEOUS, THAT I'M FORGIVEN. AND I WAS STRUGGLING TO EMBRACE THAT, AND HERE COMES MY DOG RUNNING ACROSS THE YARD, GETS ABOUT FIVE FEET AWAY, ROLLS OVER ON ITS SIDE, WHINES AND STARTS SCOOTING UP TO ME, AND I JUST LOST MY TEMPER. AT THIS DOG. I STOOD UP AND I YELLED AT HIM AND I SAID, ONE TIME, JUST ONE TIME, I WOULD LIKE YOU TO COME RUNNING UP AND JUMP ON ME LIKE A NORMAL DOG AND ACT LIKE I HADN'T BEATEN YOU. I SAID, I HAVEN'T GIVEN YOU A REASON TO FEEL THIS WAY, AND I WAS JUST LETTING THIS DOG HAVE IT. AND RIGHT IN THE MIDDLE OF ME SAYING ALL OF THOSE THINGS, THE LORD SPOKE TO ME AND HE SAID, ANDREW, THAT'S THE WAY I FEEL ABOUT YOU. HE SAYS, YOU COME IN TALKING ABOUT HOW UNGODLY YOU ARE, AND, OH, GOD, I'M NOT WORTHY. AND HE SAYS, I'VE FORGIVEN YOU, AND YET YOU ACT LIKE I'M GOING TO BEAT YOU, LIKE YOU HAVE TO COME IN AND CONFESS ALL OF YOUR SINS AND NAME EVERYTHING YOU CAN DO, OR I'LL NAME IT. AND HE SAYS, ONE TIME I'D LIKE YOU TO COME AND ACT LIKE I'VE TOTALLY FORGIVEN YOU, LIKE YOU, YOU KNOW, A CHILD WOULD RUN AND SIT IN THE LAP OF A FATHER AND JUST, AND and LOVE ON THEM. AND YET I CAN GUARANTEE YOU THE CHILD DOESN'T DO EVERYTHING PERFECTLY. They YOU KNOW, THEY MAKE MESSES. THEY MAKE MISTAKES. THEY DON'T ALWAYS CLEAN THEIR ROOM. THEY DON'T ALWAYS SAY THANK YOU. THEY DON'T DO EVERYTHING RIGHT. AND YET THAT FATHER JUST LOVES FOR THE KID TO RUN AND JUMP ON THEM AND TAKE ADVANTAGE OF THIS RELATIONSHIP OF LOVE. AND GOD WAS TELLING ME, HE SAYS, ONE TIME I'D LIKE YOU TO COME TO ME LIKE YOU HAD NO MORE SIN CONSCIOUSNESS. AND I TELL YOU WHAT, THAT SPOKE VOLUMES TO ME. AND THERE'S PEOPLE WATCHING THIS PROGRAM RIGHT NOW THAT IF YOU'D BE HONEST, YOU DON'T HAVE THAT RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. NOW, GOD HAS FORGIVEN YOU, AND BASED ON ALL OF THESE SCRIPTURES, YOU HAVE BEEN FORGIVEN OF SINS PAST, PRESENT, AND EVEN FUTURE. 
YOU HAVE ETERNAL REDEMPTION, ETERNAL INHERITANCE. YOU SHOULD HAVE NO MORE SIN CONSCIOUSNESS, BUT YET YOU JUST COME BEFORE GOD CONSTANTLY TALKING ABOUT HOW BAD YOU ARE. I HEARD KENNETH COPELAND SAY THIS ONE TIME. HE SAYS, IF YOU FEEL LIKE A GNAT ON THE BACK OF AN ELEPHANT WHEN YOU COME INTO GOD'S PRESENCE, THEN INSTEAD OF TALKING ABOUT HOW SMALL AND INSIGNIFICANT YOU ARE AND, OH, GOD, I'VE FAILED AND I'M SO SMALL, INSTEAD OF TALKING ABOUT YOUR SMALLNESS, GO TO TALKING TO GOD ABOUT HOW AWESOME HE IS, HOW BIG HE IS AND HOW AWESOME IT IS THAT SOMEONE AS IMPORTANT AS HIM WOULD PAY ATTENTION TO A LITTLE gnat LIKE YOU. SEE, BUT WE COME AND WE JUST CONSTANTLY FOCUS ON OUR FAILURES. WE OUGHT TO COME WORSHIPPING HIM IN THE BEAUTY OF HOLINESS AND GIVING HIM GLORY FOR WHO HE IS AND HOW HE'S FORGIVEN US. BUT MOST CHRISTIANS, AGAIN, DO NOT EVEN THINK THAT THIS IS A GOOD THING TO HAVE NO MORE CONSCIENCE OF SIN. AND YET THIS IS SAYING THIS IS WHAT SHOULD BE THE RESULT OF JESUS OBTAINING ETERNAL REDEMPTION AND ETERNAL INHERITANCE FOR US. WE SHOULD HAVE NO MORE CONSCIENCE OF SIN. MAN, THAT IS POWERFUL. YOU KNOW, I REMEMBER ONE TIME THAT I OWED A WOMAN MONEY. I WAS RENTING A HOUSE FROM HER, AND I DIDN'T HAVE THE MONEY TO PAY HER MY RENT. AND SO I WENT TO HER THE VERY DAY THAT THE RENT WAS DUE, AND I TOLD HER, I SAID, I'M SORRY, I DON'T HAVE IT TODAY, BUT I PROMISE YOU I WILL GET IT FOR YOU. I AM NOT GOING TO NOT PAY YOU. I JUST DIDN'T HAVE IT. AND SHE WAS VERY NICE TO ME. AND SHE SAYS, I KNOW YOU'LL PAY ME. SHE SAYS, IT'S NO PROBLEM. AND SO SHE WAS GRACIOUS AND GAVE ME TIME. BUT IT WAS JUST THE NEXT DAY OR SO, I WAS WALKING DOWNTOWN, AND I SAW THIS WOMAN COMING. SHE WAS THE VICE PRESIDENT OF A BANK, AND SHE WAS MY LANDLADY, AND I OWED HER MONEY. I FELT INDEBTED. I FELT GUILTY BECAUSE I HADN'T BEEN ABLE TO PAY HER. AND I SAW HER COMING DOWN THE SIDEWALK, AND YOU KNOW WHAT? I I DUCKED INTO A WESTERN AUTO STORE AND WAS GOING TO HIDE IN THERE. AND THEN SHE WALKED INTO THAT SAME STORE, AND I SAW HER WALK IN, AND RATHER THAN CONFRONT HER, I WENT DOWN A DIFFERENT AISLE AND LOOKED LIKE I WAS LOOKING FOR SOMETHING, AND I DIDN'T HAVE TWO PENNIES IN MY POCKET. I COULDN'T HAVE BOUGHT ANYTHING IF I'D HAVE WANTED TO BUY ANYTHING. I WAS STONE BROKE. BUT YOU KNOW WHAT? I WAS GOING THROUGH AN ACT, TRYING TO AVOID THIS WOMAN, AND YET SHE HAD BEEN GOOD TO ME. SHE TOLD ME, YOU'RE GOOD FOR IT. I KNOW THAT YOU'LL PAY. SHE WAS KIND, BUT I FELT MY CONSCIENCE WAS DEFILED. I FELT GUILTY. AND WHEN YOU FEEL THAT WAY, YOU AVOID THE PERSON THAT YOU FEEL LIKE SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER YOU'VE WRONGED, THAT YOU'RE INDEBTED. YOU DON'T WANT TO BE WITH THEM. YOU DON'T WANT THAT TO BE BROUGHT OUT IN THE OPEN. AND SAD TO SAY, THIS IS WHAT'S HAPPENED WITH MOST CHRISTIANS. THEY HAVEN'T UNDERSTOOD THAT THEY WERE FORGIVEN, AND IN THEIR SPIRIT THEY ARE SANCTIFIED AND PERFECTED FOREVER. I'M NOT GOING TO BE ABLE TO GET INTO THOSE SCRIPTURES TODAY, BUT THAT'S RIGHT DOWN HERE AS WE KEEP READING IN THE VERY 10TH CHAPTER OF THE BOOK OF HEBREWS, YOU'RE SANCTIFIED AND PERFECTED FOREVER, NOT JUST UNTIL THE NEXT TIME YOU SIN. GOD HAS FORGIVEN YOU. GOD IS LONGING FOR YOU TO COME AND RUN AND JUMP IN HIS LAP AND JUST TAKE ADVANTAGE OF THE SALVATION THAT HE'S PURCHASED FOR US. AND YET MOST OF US FEEL SO GUILTY, SO CONDEMNED. WE ARE SO SIN CONSCIOUS THAT WE WON'T TAKE ADVANTAGE OF THE RELATIONSHIP. WE WON'T LET GOD TRULY LOVE US THE WAY THAT HE WANTS TO. PSALMS CHAPTER 35, VERSE 27 SAYS, LET ALL OF THOSE WHO FAVOR MY RIGHTEOUS CAUSE SAY CONTINUALLY, LET GOD BE MAGNIFIED, WHICH HAS PLEASURE IN THE PROSPERITY OF HIS SERVANT. GOD IS PLEASED WHEN YOU PROSPER PHYSICALLY, FINANCIALLY, 
EMOTIONALLY, RELATIONALLY. HE IS PLEASED. HE WANTS TO DO GOOD THINGS. JEREMIAH CHAPTER 29, VERSE 11, I KNOW THE THOUGHTS THAT I THINK TOWARDS YOU, SAYS THE LORD, THOUGHTS OF PEACE AND NOT OF EVIL TO GIVE YOU AN EXPECTED END. GOD HAS NOTHING BUT GOOD PLANS FOR YOU. AND YET MOST OF US WILL NOT LET GOD BE MAGNIFIED. WE WON'T LET GOD LOVE US AND EXPRESS HIS TRUE LOVE AND GOODNESS TOWARDS US BECAUSE WE DON'T FEEL WORTHY. YOU KNOW, I GO OUT TO EAT WITH A LOT OF PEOPLE, AND I'M A GIVER, AND I NEARLY ALWAYS BUY THE MEAL. THERE'S A FEW PEOPLE THAT uh, ARE AS COMMITTED TO THIS AS I AM, AND EVERY ONCE IN A WHILE, SOMEBODY ELSE WILL BUY THE MEAL, BUT THE VAST MAJORITY OF TIME, I BUY THE MEAL, AND OFTEN, I'LL HAVE PEOPLE, OH, NO, NO, YOU CAN'T DO THAT. I, I DON'T DESERVE THIS. PLEASE, LET ME BUY IT. AND IF I GO AHEAD AND BUY THE MEAL, WELL, THEN THEY SAY SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER, WELL, NEXT TIME IT'S ON ME. NEXT TIME I'M GOING TO PAY. IT'S LIKE THEY CAN'T, THEY JUST DON'T KNOW HOW TO RECEIVE. I GUESS SOME PEOPLE COULD SAY THAT ABOUT ME. MATTER OF FACT, I'VE HAD MY WIFE SAY THAT ABOUT ME, BUT IT'S REALLY NOT THAT I DON'T KNOW HOW TO RECEIVE. IT'S JUST THAT I AM SO AWARE OF HOW IMPORTANT GIVING IS THAT I ALWAYS WANT TO BE GIVING SO THAT I CAN RECEIVE FROM THE LORD OTHER TIMES. BUT ANYWAY, THERE'S SOME PEOPLE THAT JUST DON'T KNOW HOW TO RECEIVE. I HAD ONE WOMAN WRITE ME, AND WE GIVE OUR MATERIALS AWAY. YOU KNOW, WE'RE GOING TO PUT A PRICE ON THESE THINGS BECAUSE WE GOT SO MUCH MATERIAL. PEOPLE SAY, WELL, I WANT ALL OF IT. WHAT'S IT WORTH? AND THEY DON'T KNOW, SO THEY GIVE $20, AND IT COSTS ME $50 TO PRODUCE ALL OF THIS. SO WE SAY IT'S FOR A SUGGESTED DONATION, BUT WE, we GIVE AWAY... I'VE GIVEN AWAY HUNDREDS OF MILLIONS OF TEACHINGS, BOOKS, CD'S, DVD'S, BACK IN THE DAY, CASSETTE TAPES AND STUFF. AND WE HAD A WOMAN ONE TIME THAT I WOULD GIVE THREE CASSETTE TAPES A WEEK AT NO CHARGE. AND THIS WOMAN WROTE IN AND SHE SAYS, I WANT THESE THREE TAPES. AND SHE SAYS, I KNOW THAT YOU SAID THAT THEY'RE AT NO CHARGE, BUT I'M GOING TO PAY FOR THEM. YOU TELL ME HOW MUCH I OWE AND SEND ME A BILL WITH THESE TAPES. SO WE SENT HER THOSE TAPES AND WE DIDN'T SEND HER A BILL. SO SHE WROTE IN AGAIN, AND SHE SAID, I DON'T KNOW WHAT HAPPENED, BUT I DIDN'T GET A BILL. I WANT THREE MORE TAPES, AND I'M GOING TO PAY FOR NOW SIX, AND YOU MAKE SURE THAT YOU SEND ME A BILL. SO WE SENT HER THE OTHER THREE TAPES AND DIDN'T SEND HER A BILL. FINALLY, SHE WROTE IN, AND SHE WAS MAD, AND SHE SAYS, NOBODY GIVES ME ANYTHING FOR FREE. I PAY MY WAY. I'M ORDERING THREE MORE TAPES, AND IF YOU DON'T SEND ME A BILL FOR NINE TAPES NOW, I'M NEVER GOING TO GET ANYTHING, AND SHE JUST LET US HAVE IT. AND I MADE THIS WOMAN A CASSETTE TAPE, AND I SENT IT TO HER, AND I SAID, LOOK, MY TEACHING IS WORTH MORE THAN YOU'VE GOT MONEY TO PAY. YOU EITHER ACCEPT IT FREE, AND YOU CAN GIVE AN OFFERING IF YOU WANT TO. I SAID, THAT'S HOW THE LORD SUSTAINS US. AND SO I WELCOME AN OFFERING, BUT YOU CAN'T BUY IT. BUT SEE, THERE'S SOME PEOPLE THAT THEY JUST HAVE THIS THING THAT THEY HAVE TO EARN EVERYTHING. AND THEY HAVE THIS MINDSET THAT, OH, GOD, I'M NOT WORTHY. I HAVEN'T EARNED IT. AND THEY COME BEFORE GOD WITH THIS SIN CONSCIOUSNESS AND IT STOPS GOD FROM DOING WHAT HE WANTS IN YOUR LIFE BECAUSE YOU HAVE TO LEARN HOW TO RECEIVE. IT WOULD CHANGE YOUR LIFE IF YOU UNDERSTOOD THAT YOU HAD BEEN FORGIVEN OF ALL SIN, PAST, PRESENT, AND EVEN FUTURE SIN, AND YOU JUST RAN UP AND TOOK ADVANTAGE OF THE LOVE OF THE LORD THAT HE HAS AVAILABLE TO YOU. I WOULD HAVE TO SAY MY FAVORITE TEACHING uh, FROM ANDREW IS SPIRIT, SOUL, AND BODY. BUT IT DID um, SET ME FREE TO KNOWING THAT HOW that my spirit man can never sin, and it's always in right standing with God, and it gave me that freedom to be able to just have a deeper relationship with our Lord. 
Andrew's complete teaching titled Spirit, Soul, and Body is available in a CD as seen on TV DVD or in a live DVD album as well as a book, audiobook, or study guide. Also available is the Spirit, Soul, and Body Illustrated DVD. This unique DVD illustrates the main points of the entire teaching in a few short minutes. This exciting tool makes it easy to introduce Andrew's foundational teaching to anyone, even a child. Andrew himself has been amazed at how quickly and clearly this teaching can be brought to life through animation. I would really like to encourage you to get this material, this book on spirit, soul, and body. This is the truth that the Lord used that just totally changed my life. And we not only have it in book form, but we have a study guide where this is the same material reformatted so you can teach a Bible study and disciple other people. I tell you, this is something that it takes a while for it to soak in. This would be great. And then we have a uh, DVD that one of my partners in Germany made and he illustrated this with little cartoon graphics. I tell you, this is great. It's not only good for children, it just helps anybody to visually get hold of this. Then we have CDs and we have DVDs. We have a DVD that was taken live from one of my meetings. We have a DVD that was taken from television. We have CDs that were taken from one of my teachings on this. And then something the first time we've ever offered this that I remember is Jamie reading my Spirit, Soul, and Body book. You can get these products in the Spirit, Soul, and Body package. This package includes the CD or DVD album, the book, audiobook, study guide, as well as the Spirit, Soul, and Body Illustrated DVD. This package has a catalog value of $110, but you can get it today for only $79. The Spirit, Soul, and Body book is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book free of charge. For those of you who would like to be partners with us, we've got a lot of things going on. And the thing that right now that the Lord has really laid on my heart is to get our parking garage paid off as quickly as possible. We actually have a $23 million loan on that 1,022 space parking garage. It's five stories tall. And I tell you, it is such a blessing. We are using it. It's a godsend, but we need to get it paid off. And the Lord laid on my heart to just ask for 23,000 people to give $1,000. And I know that that's a lot of money for some people. For other people, it's not a problem. But you know, if you gave $100 a month for 10 months, it would only take 10 months for us to come up with that. And if we get this paid off within just the next few months, I'll save nearly $7 million in interest. And if the Lord has led you to join with us, we have what we call a 1K club, and you can contact us. We have the number on your screen. Let somebody know about it because we need to designate this money towards that. But we believe that we're getting our parking garage paid off quickly and thank you for being a part of this. Join with Andrew and become part of the 1K Club today by going to awmi.net or calling our helpline at 719-635-1111. Remember, you can order materials, become a Grace Partner, or join the 1K Club by going to awmi.net.
Or you can call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. I'd like to encourage you to check out our inside story on our website. This is where we interview people behind the scenes, tell you about things going on with Karis Bible College, Andrew Womack Ministries. We interview people, we talk about outreaches that we have. We have years worth of inside stories archived there. We put out a new one every month. Go check it out at awmi.net and then check on the inside story. It'll be a blessing to you.